Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Thursday, August 9. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira, And I'm Japheth Oliveira. Let's pray for today and, uh, and for our text as well. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for uh, the passage today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to reflect on it, to pray through this, to be able to ask for your Spirit to guide us through this. We ask for uh, you, Lord, for your wisdom and, uh, and for the application in our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Another new translation today. Today is the New International Version, Romans 6, 15 through 23, subtitle, Slaves to Righteousness. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things that you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay. Well, here's our question for today. Um, and Mark wrote this out, out again. It's a good question here, and you should read the Daily Walk. It's at boulder.church for slash daily. How do you balance pledging allegiance to your country while being a devout follower of a Christ who stands against much of what your country might stand for or promote? Hmm. Leading question, maybe. Well, that's interesting because your country can change quite a bit throughout your life. And anywhere in the world, yeah. Yeah, depending. I mean, you and I aren't even from the same country, yep. and I've lived in yours, and you live now in mine, and uh-huh. et cetera. I think in some ways that's given me a better perspective, a feeling of kind of being a permanent outsider, even when I'm in my own country, you know, because I lived for a time in one where I wasn't mm-hmm. an insider. And I think that experience makes you forever an outsider. Hmm. It makes it easier to look at it from an outsider's perspective, what we would call an etic perspective. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, how do you have allegiance to it? Um well, you know, I've never, I've you never felt. You didn't pledge allegiance. You, you don't right. pledge, uh, pledge allegiance in England to your country, but I mean, you do. Right. You do as a subject to, to the United Kingdom. I you're mean, you're patriotic. You're proud mm-hmm. of the country. Absolutely, you know? and I, I love the opening page of our passports uh, and uh, the statement inside that, that talks about the bearer of this passport and, and what it represents. And it's a really beautiful paragraph. What what it says inside there about what it what it represents and who the bearer. Uh, is connected to. So I think there's something beautiful about belonging to a country and feeling loyalty to that country and the trust you place inside there. Mark touches on that as well in the Daily Walk, which I think is really good as well uh, and something to be drawn on. But he also tries to pull us into a place of how 
and you've seen it here. I saw it. I saw it with Brexit in England as well. I saw it with the way my friends and community behave with each other and the tensions that's happened and still taking place right now. But you see it here as well, where people are divided. I mean, people are in well, tension. Well, and the, the question comes up, if your country, over the course of your life, becomes the opposite of all the things that you pledged allegiance to to begin with, do you still have allegiance? Yeah, but, do you have allegiance to it no matter but, what? Is okay, that what the idea look, is supposed to be? In, or, my, in my humble opinion, what? I mean, honestly, does anybody's country ever meet their entire 100% of their model. It never does, right? So if ever it does, then, you know, I mean, it's just, it's weird. It it doesn't. You you are a citizen of a country and you have to, it's all about give and take or things that you agree and things you don't agree. Well, I think the biggest danger, the thing that that I've thought about a lot is that, um, you know, I'm not super jazzed about the way things are at the moment, but then I realize that the pendulum swings. So, you know, life is long and things will, will change and there will probably come a point where I'll be more in agreement with my country. And then I think that's when I need to really be aware. I think that it's when you're not being critical or reflective about power that you're most at danger. I think it's really easy to do it when, you, when it naturally just comes to mm. you that way. Mm. But I think it's always the things that seem correct to us and that seem justified hmm. that are where danger is for us i think it happens in any in any situation i think you can take country and you can substitute that for your office you can substitute that for your church for your school for any environment you're in wherever something that has power and authority that you've given it to uh changes and switches well, yeah right? that's what i mean you know that there's the idea of power corrupting and absolute power corrupts absolutely and so i think Whenever you're on the kind of winning side, so to speak, that's when you are it's in danger. Mm-hmm. You're in danger of losing kind of your soul, I think. And when you're not on the winning side, then it's easier to kind of notice things that are immoral or whatever, because it's just easier to be critical of things that you disagree with. Yeah. And so the key, the key is, I think, that what kind of people are we on either side of that pendulum, right, mm-hmm. uh, is what Paul is trying to call us to. If you are a follower of Christ, is your behavior reflective of that? And I, honestly, I mean, I've, I, I've been posting less and less, and I have to go back to social media because everything I do with within my role as a pastor, but but I, oh, the stuff that happens online is, is just, it's sad to see that it just gets a little bit violent online, but I just wish that people would kind of remember who they follow for who they follow they follow christ and if they follow christ they need to learn how to talk to each other in a way that is christ-like and that is really difficult for some people because well and i did just read a study did i mention this a couple weeks ago where the idea was that um people have thought before that christianity was what informed people's politics but it's actually the opposite your politics inform your christianity and your religion um, and people are more and more deciding the churches that they go to based on the politics of those churches. Yeah. Whether they'll be with people who are like-minded. I mm. think that we're getting more polarized in that way because it's more public what we think about things, etc. So I think that is a little bothersome. I mean, it worries me about myself. I think, are the things that I think um, guided and mm. decided based on these are what I think Jesus would do? Or am I saying that Jesus would do these things because they're the things that I believe politically? See, like, what, and how do I know whether I'm even being honest with myself yeah. about that or whether anybody, you know, 
because it's easy to look at other people and say, oh, cynically, yeah, they're just putting politics, they're not doing what Jesus would do, but how do I know that I'm not also doing the same thing? Yeah. Whereas for me, I, I, I kind of like, I look at church as the, as the kingdom of God. I look at the community as the kingdom of God. I look at the city and the world as the kingdom of God. And I say, well, that's what rules. And powers come and go in schools, in governments, in places. And they are there all in, in rule of this entire thing. So love must supersede above it all. And therefore, we must work out a way to actually coexist together. And maybe we, and we should be able but to create But that's kind of what politics is it's the trying of kind of trying to put into practice how do you codify yeah. living like how do you make life yeah. as good as possible for as many people as possible i think that's what the essence of political life yeah. is supposed to be yeah. that you're trying to make life work yeah for people and we have different ideas about how we think that is best achieved yeah i actually do believe it's the other way around i do believe that your values actually shape your politics because uh, i think that politics is not is not the value i think the value underneath it is your moral value underneath your tone about and your belief about god actually does shape your view and so if you do believe in a god who loves and you well believe in i'll the have ultimate, to show you the study yeah because it kind of says the opposite of that because well, i think all yeah. christians believe in a god who loves but uh, I, I do believe that, but I also do believe that people have a different view of how God handles things, and, and so that's where things differ. Well, so, I think the funniest thing is I think most of us have a, a view, a different view about how God handles us as opposed to how he handles other people. Yeah, And most that's of true. us that's think true. we're deserving of blessings well, and of you know fairness and mercy and things like that, and then maybe other people not so much. Well, I think that's the I curious think that's, tendency. I think that's the thing about grace, that grace is extended to us and to others, and we have to work out how to even extend grace to ourselves. And some, some people don't know how to even do that for themselves as well, and so that's a, a deep tension uh, that exists well. But love will win. God does win. God is winning. This is the, the greatest story. And at the end of this, I mean, this is what Paul is saying in, in Romans six twenty three at the end here, the gift of God is eternal life. It is going to be, it is going to, rule in the end overall and uh we we need to work out a way to to supersede all this so here's the question again for everybody our time is up for today but how do you balance pledging allegiance to your country or being a devout follower of, of a christ who stands against much of what our country might stand for or promote uh reflect on that think about that uh and uh and look after each other and live love my friends hey thanks again for listening to the daily walk podcast today Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love. <laughs>